Praise the Lord, everyone. It's Brother Cruz here, your host for the Everyday Apostolics Podcast, where the individual shares their story for God's glory. Without further ado, just greetings to all our listeners or to those that are listening in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and to those that are here and listening in Australia or in other parts of the world. I do bring greetings once again. And also, on top of that, I do hope that all is well since our, all is well on your side since the last podcast airing. Do apologize for the delay, of course, due to being caught up in uni assignments and many other errands involving church or so on and so forth, whether it be church or home or just work in general. Uh, I do, I do apologize, but I hope that our last episode for this season. I do bring some limelight into another life of an everyday apostolic. So, without further ado, I bring forth our guest for this week to finish up this season of the podcast, Sister Pauline Tutpo. And on top of that, I just want to give a shout out to the Sunraiser Church. Hope you're hearing this. To all the brothers and sisters, Pastor Wani, and to all those in the leadership. I do hope that all is well over there in in regional New South Wales or regional New South Wales or regional Victoria I have tomato tomato but anyway uh, I was it was wonderful to have the sis on the podcast it was so wonderful to hear her story her background her journey and you hear later on in the podcast now hear this out there's a KFC that is around two and a half hours away they don't have KFC in Sunraysia um, you may think why am I saying this because look as Islanders we, we love our fried chicken so and of course, when it comes to Pentecostals, we love to fellowship and food. So to hear that the nearest KFC is two and a half hours away, my Lord, uh, I do hope that the good Lord hears this and there'll be a KFC in Sunrise and one day in Jesus' name. <laughs> but anyway, it was good to have the sis on the podcast. And, you know, just in previous, you know, previous sessions with other guests, you know, she just shares her story, her journey, how far she has come and where she is now. How it all came, how it all, you know, just molded to what she is now today and heavily involved in the church back in Sunraysia. So, without further ado, before moving on as we go to the podcast, I just want to say thank you to our guests that have appeared on this season. Um, thank you so much. It, it means a lot. Uh, from Adelaide to Canberra. And, you know, the, yeah, it's just wonderful to see those that are interstate that are willing to, um, you know, do their part in, you know, uh, going on this podcast and just sharing their their testimony, their journey, and it's wonderful to see that you know everyone's different, but overall we're serving the one true God. Well, without further ado, the final episode for this season. We'll be back in hopefully in a couple months' time or a few weeks' time with a new batch of guests. But once again, here it is, Sister Pauline Pauline Tutpo from Sunrise Church. Once again, enjoy the podcast. See you next season. Take care. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. That's good. Thank you so much for availing yourself. And uh, it's wonderful to have you on the podcast. Awesome. It's good to be here. It's good to be on here. Amen. Nice. How's things all the way in, uh, in Sunraysia? Yeah, it's going great. It's going great. God is moving here within Sunraysia. Praise the Lord. Other than that, awesome. It's going good. <laughs> All right, let's get straight into it. So, sis, sister Pauline, it's so wonderful to have you on. But look, before we get into it, I just want uh, I'm going to give you this moment, my sis, to uh, tell us about yourself. You know, your background, where you're from, 
of course, you just mentioned, you know, you're all the way in Sunraysia, but to give more that, to give more information, especially for the listener, I'll give you this moment to share it away. So take it away, my sis. Amen. I uh, just want to first um, want to thank you, Brother Cruz, for allowing me to have this opportunity to share my story for God's glory. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> to testify about the goodness of God and what he's done in my life. So I, th- I thank you. I want to thank you, Brother Cruz, for allowing me to do so. I'll just get right into it. Praise the Lord. Um, yeah, for those who don't know me, I'm Pauline Duitbo. I am the youngest of six. Amen. I grew up in a faith-based home. Um, in Swan Hill, Victoria. Uh, yeah, praise the Lord. Um, let's see. My father had passed when I was when I was a bit young, so just leaving my mum, who raised us six girls, um, on her own. And yeah, it's just uh, I, I thank the Lord that even though we have different beliefs from what we were used to have then that we have now, I thank the Lord that we are able to you know grow up in knowing God. Amen. Mm, amen. Yeah. So, I, yeah, my story really is just when I was about, yeah, when growing up, we grew up in the AOG church and my mom, who was a leader, obviously with being the youngest, I followed her wherever she went. So that was the AOG church back in Swan Hill. Um, yeah, we, we did um, do quite a lot back in, um, it was a couple of years in that church. Yep. Um, other than that, yeah, that's how we really, yeah, really got to know who God was throughout my mum. And I can really say that my mum was my mentor through it all mm. and mentoring us six girls. And, you know, despite, I really, I actually want to thank the Lord right now for just blessing me, blessing us girls with such a God-fearing woman who really put her faith in God through it all. And I, that is really what I wanted to share today is that, you know, that I really saw God like with us, looking back mm. at it now, mm. God with us through it all. Amen. Now, in saying that, sis, just as you mentioned, living in Swan Hill. So to those that are listening that haven't been, especially those that live out the side of Australia, from Sydney to where Sister Pauline lives, um, I remember checking on the... Um, on the Google Maps or with Apple Maps. And yeah. to those, at least it's, it's a bit of a drive. It's, I think it's like 12 to 13 to 14 hour drive. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's a bit of a drive. But also on top of that, Paul, just as you mentioned your background, of course, with, you know, with Tongan heritage, um, yeah. I always wanted to ask, um, of course, I've, I always wanted to ask, sorry, is that um, what was the move behind from going from, you know, whether it be from Tonga or so, to Australia, but coming to a place such as Swan Hill in a very, you know, in a very rural area. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I myself was born here in Australia yep. in Mildura. Actually, mm. it was my mum who was the first to move all the way from Tonga and start a life here in Australia. She was the first one from her family, and um, yeah, she started a life here. And as soon as um, I believe when my my father had passed away that's when we just that's the when she picked all her stuff up and she moved to Swan Hill which honestly I think it was a good decision for us <laughs> amen yes. um living in Swan Hill yeah it is if you if you think about it yeah it is such a small town compared to where she was before but yeah it was yeah no that's okay it's all right it's all good no because it's just um 
it's because uh, what I'm seeing, I see like a lot of Islanders, especially now in this age, uh, during this time of, with the you know with the partnership between the Australian government and the various governments in the Pacific of the working schemes. Yeah. And what they do is they send, uh, you know, they give workers the opportunity to work, but not in the urban areas, but in the rural areas, yeah. such as where you know where you're based, uh, in Griffith, um, in other parts of rural New South Wales, but. Uh, it's it's wonderful to mention your mom, and just by you, some sharing about your mom, it just shows that you know the the love that you had for your mom, and I can relate to that as well. You know, my yeah. you know, my mom passed away in 2016, and you know, mm-hmm. one thing I've learned is that you can have, you know, you can have you know so many male male model male role models in your life, but you can only have that one mom. Yeah, can, you know, yep. sort of, in, you know, who knows you best. Yeah, but on top of that as well, Sister Pauline, um, as you mentioned, you're the youngest out of six. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's it's a big family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but on top of that as well, sis, um, you know, your early you know, your early days, as you mentioned, you were brought in with AOG, but during your early days as well, was there a big um not only just a Tongan community, was there a big island community um back then or was it like pretty small? Yeah, so in within the community that I grew up in, my family and a couple of other families, we were just the only islanders that were in the within our community. So it was growing up. It wasn't. I didn't see much of the cultural, like um, within the Tongan community where we lived. But um, yeah, it was just more of, um, yeah, it's just more of our family really. So we didn't really much. Yeah, we didn't grow up in in it at all. Yeah, or yeah. That's okay. No, because it's just um. You see now, like in comparisons 20 years ago, they're starting to become a, a very large island community in rural New South Wales. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah. Well, you, yeah. You probably can testify for yourself just seeing all these influx of islanders coming through, which yeah. is probably a good thing as well. But uh, it's just, it's amazing to see that uh, sort of influx. But back to your journey, uh, Pauline, you know, you brought up in AOG. How, yeah. how, did, how did it all come about? How, how did you come across it? You know, Pentecostal church, how did that, where was that sort of Damascus moment or that turning point, turning point, not only for you, but for your whole family? Yeah, praise the Lord. So um, I believe it was the year of 2020 when um, a couple of members from the Pentecostals of Sydney had come down and I was actually living away from home at the time. And it was a pretty, I would say, I because it was lockdown. So it was in the year of 2020, it was really rough being away from home, but all in all, I heard that my sister, who is now our, um, who is now our, our first lady as well, um, I heard that she was being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And in all honesty, there was a lot of doubt that, like, going there. And I, if I'm being honest, I really just went to my hometown just to, just for moral support, and no, not even thinking that I was going to get baptized. But um, it was the morning of the May 26th is when. It was early in the morning, actually, and we all had waken up and our brothers from the Pentecostals of Sydney had come down and they, they ministered to us about um, about the Pentecostal and about the oneness doctrine. And it was very confusing. It was very confusing, you know, going from our beliefs and what we, you know, we grew up in, you know, the Trinitarian. And um, it was it was very confusing at, um, at the start. And the more that they shared upon it, it was more like the more it made sense. And we, we probably spent a couple of hours um, just having fellowship with our brothers. It was about around 6 a.m. in the morning when they had arrived. And 
it was a very cold morning too so I was very doubtful of like um getting baptized but other than then you know it was a time when we were all getting up and we we're getting ready to watch my sister get baptized and um yeah I was just there I was just very doubtful that morning it was just very doubt like the, the things that were going through my mind was you know it's too cold um it's too early for this I'm too tired you know things that was just running through my head but praise the lord I believe it was Forgive me if I pronounce it wrong, Pastor Tukeli, Nakota. Oh, Nakota, yes. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. He, um, yeah, I, I just remember talking to him on the way out of my house and he was saying, you know, saying it is time for you to get baptized. And, and I was just thinking, oh, oh, man, no, it's way too cold for this. But as soon as we were going to um, the lake where we had the baptism, I was just, it was still running through my head. Like, I'm like, you know, this all is starting to make sense. You know, the Bible verses that they pulled out, you know, it was like, it was just, it was just a something that inside it was telling me, go, go, you know, you, you know what I mean? Like, um, as soon as we got to the place, my sister were getting, my sister and another sister in Swan Hill was getting baptized and they were just saying, who's next, who's next? And I was just standing there, just, you know, all cozed up in my blanket and I was like, you know what, Lord Jesus, I'm ready to take this next step. I'm ready to follow you. I'm ready to give my all in all in it. And yeah, on that morning of May 26, 2020, I made the decision of getting baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And I have not looked back ever since. Amen. Amen. Praise God. It's wonderful to hear you. You know, you hear your testimony, especially in that regards us, Pauline, yeah. especially during that time in 2020 where, you know, it was, it was a time of uncertainty. Yeah. You know, the world yeah. was in lockdown, you know. Yeah. We were, we were glued to our TV sets. TV yeah. sets. What, what's the latest? What's the latest news? What's the latest bre breaking yeah. news? Are we allowed to go out? Can we stay inside? Do we have to go outside? Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's amazing that through that turmoil, you know, you gave your life to Christ. And uh, just as you mentioned, you know, you're very honest about your approach to you know, visiting the Pentecostal church because there was a sense of confusion. Yeah. You, you said, okay, I'm... Um, you know what is this? Yeah, you know, you're probably thinking what what's the difference between where I go or where I used to go to where yeah. I am now? And then now, fast forward three years later, you know you're heavily you're heavily involved in the church in Sunraysia, yes, and assisting over there. And it's wonderful to see that the journey you've taken yeah. by taking that first step, even though it was cold, six a.m. in the morning. Yeah, I can imagine <laughs> it right now. It's like man, you probably saying, man, do they have do they have hot water? Can the Baptist can the Baptist be heated up or the water's getting heated up? <laughs> yeah. But but it is what it is, my sis. It is what it is. But look, yeah. let's let's move on. Um uh let's move on, my sis. Look, what is saying that in saying that what have you learned? I mean, well, yeah, what have you learned from your first moments? You know, that time that was supposed to be just a visitation to, you know, giving your life to to Christ, you know, with um when Pastor Tukeli Nakoto is now pastoring the Maji, so now your time to be baptized. But what have you, what have you learned from that time till now, in 2023? Yes. So, praise the Lord. I, I would say that my my answer really is pretty simple, with saying, what I've learned from when I first started is. This journey was definitely not easy. It's, it wasn't. It wasn't an easy one, if you know what I mean. Um, it wasn't going to be easy. That's what I learned. And 
really um from when i first started i thought it was going to be you know because you know the, the strength of the lord we're going to experience joy and happiness and even though we do even though we do like um i would really say that when i first started i thought it was going to be an easy journey like but praise the lord i was humbled real quick the lord showed gave me trials mountains and yeah, coming, looking back at it now, I thank the Lord for the strength that he has given me throughout these three years of when I was baptized um, till now. I thank the Lord that that he's given me the strength to be able to keep pushing forward despite whatever comes my way, that even though, you know, this journey is definitely not an easy one, um, it is still, I'm still going to stand firm in my faith and my put my trust in the Lord. Mm. Now, in, re- in relation to that, when mum passed Pauline. Yeah. Um, how, how tough was it for you and the siblings, knowing that, a, you know, a woman that helped you so much, uh, you know, a woman that helped you so much and now she's gone. How, 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 how challenging was it for you, especially in your walk? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So growing up, really, I, I used to tell myself that I could not live without my mum. Like my mum mm-hmm. was, someone who I relied on in everything and now that she wasn't there it was it really took a big impact on my life because you know even though I am older now that I still would have probably would have called my mum for things such as like booking appointments and all that but um, I just yeah growing like without my mum the the loss of my mum really did take a massive toll on me but I would really like like my like I shared with my sister's that we're really thankful that we were able to find comfort and love in Jesus Christ because without, without that, oh man, yeah, without him, without his love, without his strength that he has given us, I feel like we would have, we would have took another turn if you know what I mean. But um, yeah, without like, yeah, with, with my mom's loss, I would say it did take a toll, but it also has made me realize that I not need to rely on my mom, but rely on the strength of the Lord, mm. and rely on God more. And um, yeah, I just, yeah, to answer that question, yeah. No, because um, the reason why I ask is, is, you know, as you mentioned, after a thick and thin, you'll serve the Lord. Because sometimes, you know, I, the reason why I ask is because I've seen people, you know, they say, I'm going to serve the Lord no matter what. Yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. say that by word, but then when a situation comes, when they've lost a loved one, especially if they're going to church together, and yeah. so after that they'll they'll go astray. Yeah, and the reason why I want to ask you this, why I ask you that, I want to see what was your perspective because, you know, I was sort of the same thing long as I mentioned my mom again, you know, because I wanted to be that individual. All right, yeah. mom's gone, but I want to be that person and show my family and my friends look. Even though mom's gone, I still got the Lord by my side. Amen, yes. He said, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Yeah. And on top of that, what advice would you give to someone, a listener, or someone in your church that may be hearing this recording later on, if they're going through a moment where they've lost a loved one, not only just a loved one, but they're going through a situation which they, they may end up throwing in the towel. What advice would you give them? Amen. I would say my advice to those listening, you have lost a loved one. That despite what happens, whatever that you had gone through with losing this loved one, to never take your eyes off of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. To keep pushing forward and that there's no bigger love that um, 
there's no greater love than anything in this world and the love that God has for you. And to always put your comfort in knowing that Jesus Christ is your comforter, your greatest comforter all in all. And, you know, um, yeah, to always rely on his strength. And, and it is good to also surround yourself with those who will continue to uplift and encourage you in the sight of our Lord. And, yeah, I would say that would be my advice to just keep pushing forward that there are better days ahead. As it says in Romans 8, verse 18, I believe, for I consider the, these present sufferings are not worthy to be compared with the joy that the glory of the joy of the Lord that um, is in our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen, Pauline. What is your favorite thing about church? Now, of course, you know, being in church such as Sunraysia, you, you know, it's a you know, it's a, it's a, I love I love the post that these guys put up, whether it be a announcement for youth service or the Tongan service or the Fijian service, mm-hmm. or whether it be those you know highlight reels that these guys um that you put up. I really love that. So, mm-hmm. what is your favorite thing about church, uh, Pauline? My favorite thing about church would most likely be the praise and worship. Amen. I love a good praise and worship alongside my brothers and sisters. The the joy that we have that um, we're able to be filled, filling the um, pres- the sanctuary with the presence of the Lord through our praise and worship is just really it is a blessing to see, and to be able to be taking a part of. Um, yeah, I would say that is my most favorite thing about church, as well as also being surrounded by those with the same belief, with the same interests, or being, um, yeah, it's really taking delight in praising and worshiping our Lord. Amen. Amen. But on top of that, is in regards to church. Now, as we mentioned earlier, you know, you're 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 a bit of a distance, thirteen to fourteen hour drive from yeah. good old Sydney. Yeah. Um, how how do these guys, you know, especially being in a rural area, an area that's far away? Um, yeah. If I was to put a question about your favorite thing about church, how how do these guys, um, if I was to put in this context, encourage each other, motivate each other, knowing? Look, the nearest fellowship is 13 to 14 hours away. Or in Griffith, it's another, you know, X amount of hours. How do you guys, you know, knowing that you're, 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 you're a bit of a distance from the nearest, you know, churches to fellowship, how do you guys sort of um, improvise? Or well, not in just where improvise, but just in a way to keep you keep um, guys as a group, as a church motivated? Yeah, I would say... I would say really Sorry, can you hear me, Chris? Brother Chris? Yep, yep I oh, can hear you. Sorry. Yeah, I would say really that um how we keep ourselves motivated is yeah, that's a question. That's a good question. Because the reason being, sis, because you you know, it, I always see like you. I, I see. I think now and then you guys go to Bendigo, with yeah, um, yeah. with Pastor Bud, which is a growing, just a small and growing church over there. Yeah. Uh, you have those uh, combines there, and then of course when you have the regional conferences, I believe when Bishop Downs comes and Sister yeah. First Lady Downs, but it's just I see those services, but it's like you know. From January to December, especially in the church in that rural area, it can be sometimes a long year. Like yeah. for me, Parramatta, for me, I find it goes quick because we're in the Sydney area. There's other churches we have. We kind of combine with another 
grip down the road, or we have you know the turning point or the uprising, you name it, especially in Sydney region. But for yourself being in the Sun region in the very rural in the rural community where traveling is is a it's a long it's a long distance. What yeah. are ways you can think of that you know you motivate each other? Is it like is it constant fellowshipping? Or is it oh, just constant yeah. communication, trying to encourage each other in the ways of God? Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I would say we do. Our church is very much fond of fellowshipping, of being surrounded by each other. We're just like a one big family, really, and mm. and being able to, like I said before, being able to surround ourselves with people of the same interests is really encouraging as well. With people with the same beliefs that will continue to uplift each other and. And in, and in those ways, yeah, I would really say that we do keep um, busy as well as doing kingdom work. Like we have a lot of programs and such, but fellowshipping is 100% something that we're very fond of, like breaking bread with our brethren is really, um, yeah, we're really fond of that. And yeah. No, that's very well. I'm not breaking bread, breaking bread in the is it breaking bread, aka breaking KFC or <laughs> praise the Lord if you know that. <laughs> praise the Lord. I wish we could say that it's KFC, but unfortunately, we do have KFC is actually around about two hours, 45 minutes from where we live. So I would say breaking of country fried chicken. Yep. <laughs> wow, hold on, you're, you're telling me. That the nearest KFC is two hour is a two hour and forty five minute drive. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro, that's, that's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would be like good for like a like a for like a special dinner or something, man. Yeah, on special occasions, that's where we're at. Yep. <laughs> wow, man. Well, that's that that's that hits you, but. Yeah. It... <laughs> but in, anyways, Pauline, look as much. You know about church, but I I thank the Lord to see that he's, um there's a Tongan service. Yes, you have a Tongan service, and uh, forgive me, um, uh, forgive me, I do not know the brother's name or the elder's name that takes part in the Tongan service. But it's wonderful to see that there's a a Tongan service uh, being held in Sunraysia. Yes, um, yeah. That is that for your for yourself, especially being of Tongan heritage. Is that another way of reaching out to the Tongan community? Now and look, reaching out by inviting. Look, we've got Tongan services as well. If it's um, at times it can be um, difficult to understand the, the English language as well. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, sorry, could you repeat that one? So there's a Tongan service. You know, you have a Tongan service in you know in the Sunraysia Church now. So you've got the Tongan service, English service, yeah. Fijian service. For yourself, having these, let me rephrase the question, having these multiple language services, yeah. do you see it as another way of branching out, um, branching out more to reaching out uh, to, you know, like say for the Tongan service to the Tongan community, Fijian service to the Fijian community, yeah. English service to the, the whole community in general? Yes, yes, 100%. Because um, where we are located, our town is very much filled within... Um, the Tongan community especially um, there is a lot of um, seasonal workers who's just flew in from Tonga and also is from Fiji as well so uh, yeah this is 100% definitely um, a branching like I would say there's more branching out bringing those those who can under who can't understand Tongan yeah into into the church yeah 
also on top of that, Sister Pauline, your your youth group. I, I really love you. Uh, I remember seeing your whole youth group at the last year's national youth conference. Yes, um, praise the Lord. Uh, let me see. Oh man, is he the big the big fella? Is his name Benji? Benji, yes, Benji. Oh, <laughs> uh, one thing I laughed, man. I, I don't know if he's gonna hear this. When you when you was at the car park, yeah, because they announced it's gonna be basketball at the, one of the domes, one of the areas. Yeah. The next thing I hear some noise. I hear some ruckus when I'm walking to my van, and he's here. I'm seeing these like this big tongue guy doing like <laughs> Kobe Bryant moves. So, yeah. Bro, this guy's got skill, man. This yeah, that's Benji. skill. Yep. <laughs> but on top of that, look, you, you know, it's wonderful to see a, a very uh, vibrant youth group. Yes. Your testimony, apart from that, Pauline, what was it? What was it like for the Sunraiser Youth Group to attend, you know, their first the first national youth conference? Oh, praise the Lord! I think I can vouch for everyone who attended when I say that. This experience going to the National Youth um, Conference was definitely, it did take, it definitely did take an impact on our lives to the point where the week after Brother Benji, who, um, who actually got baptized the week after. So it really took a massive um, impact on our lives till then. I believe we all still talk about it till this day about how powerful and the movement of God working in that conference and how we were able to take something from the conference back home and share it with um with the rest of Sunraiser. It I can really vouch for everyone when I say that this um, Canberra conference, whether it was our first time, was definitely a trip to remember. It was definitely a testimony for some, for most of us, for all of us, sorry, um, to share about how God really changed our lives um ever since that camp so yeah i can yeah praise the lord i remember because i remember when ben i think one of you i forgot who posted it uh benji went up to testify yeah it was the yeah. week after he went up to testify and yeah. then i believe it, the one of uh, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what he said i've decided to get baptized in jesus name and i heard all the shouting yes. the cheering yes and the, and the yeah. cheering you know from all from the church and it's wonderful <laughs> because it, the scripture says Heaven rejoice, you know, heaven rejoices. Yes. So um, to see that and uh, <laughs> shout out to Benji, hopefully he's later on. Amen. But um, <laughs> no, no, it's wonderful to see that, Pauline, because, uh, you know, seeing your group and seeing, you know, all those that made the effort to come to Canberra, it was very, it was very encouraging to see and hopefully as the years go by, biannually, the youth conference will just get bigger and bigger. Yes, yes, 100%, yeah. Now, on top of that, Pauline, what other things apart you know, as you mentioned, you know, um, praising and worship, uh, you know, youth groups, uh, youth group. What else can you think that you love about church, especially in good old Sunraiser? Good old Sunraiser, yes. Um, I definitely love, like, the, the fellowship is 100% one. Mm. The fellowship between each ministry, the programs that we keep um, up with throughout the week, that's a... That's another one that I really love about um, within our Church of Sunraiser. But all in all, I would really say, uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, 100% fellowship in. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, let's move on, my sis. Uh, your favorite scripture, your favorite scripture of scriptures, and why they are your favorite scripture of scriptures. 
Amen. So my favorite scriptures is our uh, scripture is Romans chapter eight, verse 38 to 39. Praise the Lord. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. I believe this one. Yeah, this one really touches as it uh, really explains it's really self-explanatory to me as it says that it basically is meaning that nothing can separate us from the love of god amen and it like it really shows me that despite you know the things that i've done wrong by his name or the things that i've done that's not pleasing by his eyes you know that his love still remains the same for 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 us amen like the sinners though the sin like we're sinners but he still remains um, a faithful God and the love that he has for us that no man, no, nothing can shut, nothing can take away from us. That is why that is my favorite Bible verse. All in all, God's love for us is just, yeah, it's just really amazing, um, this verse. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful, Sister Pauline. All right, let's move on again. Amen. Now, pretend in front of you, there's a table in front of you. Woo. Amen. You've got five chairs. Five empty chairs. All right. Now, five people from the Bible, whether the Old Testament, New Testament, you will choose to sit at your table, having either some puaka, lucipi, Ooh. you name it. <laughs> oh, you know, some otai, you name it. All right. Oh, yeah. Praise we're the getting, Lord. Again, we're, we're getting tongan up in here. You yeah, know? let's go. <laughs> so, which five biblical. Uh, Oh, wait, kind of puaka, because I probably want to eat the puaka. But anyway, (laughs) which five five people you would choose to sit at your table and why? And why? Praise the Lord. So I would have, firstly, um, Queen Esther. Praise the Lord. I would choose her because I really love her story as well, you know, despite the circumstances that she went through, that she kept pushing forward, that she kept, um, you know, she kept being in God in the word of God that she kept her faith was so firm in the word of God. And that's why, yeah, I would choose Esther. So that, you know, we can talk about those things and praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Um, my next person I would choose, praise the Lord is brother Peter. Amen. Amen. I would like to choose Peter as because, you know, I would like to see what it was like, you know, being a disciple of Jesus Christ and, you know, always like, what it was like being working along Jesus and and seeing the witnessing the miracles that had been done before his eyes and yeah I would choose Peter yeah just because I would like to see what it would be a disciple and you know that story um of how I would really like to see what went down when he denied Jesus three times and yeah I just wanted to know what, what about his story amen amen my next person I'll choose who Oh, I'll choose um, David, David and Goliath, or the faith that he had. Praise the Lord! I would love to definitely talk about um, his faith and and how he overcame, you know, this big giant with just the faith that he had. That I really like to talk to him about that kind of stuff. Amen. Amen. How was that? That's three. Um, my fourth person I would like to have sit at my table is Brother Paul. Amen. I believe he's a he's a very popular one, Brother Paul, but man, he's got some good testimonies. I know he's got some good testimonies. 
So I would definitely like to sit alongside Brother Paul and what he went through and um, the testimonies that he had to share about him. And, you know, I just want to know how, like, how we just switched up from being like Saul to Paul like that. And praise the Lord, it's definitely something that I would want to hear from Paul. And I would say my last one would be, oh, Joseph, Joseph, yes. Joseph with the 12 brothers. I'd definitely like to have a sit down talk with him and how he felt about his brothers and also the gift that he had of interpreting dreams. Definitely like to look into that and um, just like his life story and how he felt about, yeah, the betrayal of his brothers. And despite that, what they did to him all these years that, as soon as that, um, yeah, when like you think that he would have hatred towards him, nah, he showed them good love. And that's why I really, would really like to sit and talk to him about that. Amen. My awesome. Father. So, oh, sorry, sorry. Carry on. No, no, sorry. no, you're good. You're good. Also on top of that, would you also ask Joseph about having, you know, him having 12 siblings, yep. but you having, you know, five, six siblings all together, and seeing, you know, during the comparisons, how, you know, of course, in the Bible it shows you got betrayed. But from your perspective, seeing that he had a big family, would you take things out, out, out of it as well? It's like, how did you, were there some good times amongst the, you know, amongst, amongst the brothers? Did you have any times, you know, what would you take that out as well? And trying to, um, not compare, but also gain some insight as well when it comes to siblings? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, there, you know. Being in within like the um, a big household, there is days where you do feel like where you do feel a bit um, cross with your brothers or your siblings. That's a hundred percent does go on in our house. But um, yeah, I would say that the love that Joseph had for his brothers, despite what they had done to him, just goes to show. Yeah, like. It is something that I would definitely like to work on as well when I do have, you know, hardships with my siblings. But, yeah, it is a it is a good testimony of um, Joseph's life with his siblings. And, yeah, it does, it does account, it does, um, yeah, it does come, it does happen a lot in um, here within my siblings. But other than yep. that, yeah, praise the Lord that we're still all together and we, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it's that's one that I'm thankful that you brought that out. because uh, I've had look, I've had Tongan friends. I had one of my Tongan friends. He came he came from a family of thirteen. Oh, praise but, the Lord. But then now he has his other cousin. He came yeah. from a family, I think, of fourteen. Ooh. And then his other cousin came from a family of fifteen. Wow. So, <laughs> it was enough to be equivalent to two rugby teams if you if you merge it all together, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's something else. But uh, on top of that, is the Pauline. Uh, you know, you you shared your story wonderfully. You've 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 you know you've you've um, given us an insight of how things occurred. You know how things have transpired in your life, in your walk, uh, mm -hmm. from 2020 to where you are now in 2023. Yeah. Heavily involved in the church in Sunrise, and also. I just want to acknowledge Pastor Wani as well, Pastor Wani, of the leadership team, uh, you know, for doing a great job. I just saw, I think it was on your post, on your story, one of the sisters' stories, uh, yep. that you got a new banner that's been, um, yes, it's, it's a nice, big, bold heading with a yeah. nice logo. 
So it's yep. a way to stand out in the Sunraiser community. Yes, amen, amen, yes. Nice, nice. And on top of that as well, it's just wonderful to see the church continue to grow, uh, continue to be, you know, used in many things, uh, you know, having Bishop Downs go over and so. So it's wonderful to sort of keep that, you know, that fellowship intact, especially when you're in the place which is very rural. Amen, yeah. So in saying that, Pauline, I just want to say thank you so much. Thank for, you. <laughs> for availing yourself to share your story for God's glory. But one more thing, what is the word of encouragement? Word of encouragement you give to those that are listening, to those that are, you know, in your church, or to anyone in general, what's a word of encouragement you would give uh, before I close this uh, episode up? Amen. Praise the Lord. A word of encouragement that I would give. Amen. I would say to those who are listening, whenever you're going through hard times, trials or tribulations, you ought to shout victory because that's when you know that you are getting closer to God. And that is, you know, you know, that saying where the devil attacks the hardest when you take that next step closer to God. And that's when you know you're on the right path. Amen. You shout victory because... The Lord is good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Sister Pauline. To those that are listening, that is Sister Pauline Duke the Paul from the Sunraiser Church, all the way out in the rural areas of the rural areas of New South Wales. If you want to have a um, have you if you want to do visit the church, sis, what's the address for the church in Sunraysia? Uh that is 31 Latchy Road, Rumbell, Victoria. Nice. And the Amen. Sunday morning service is at 10 a.m. Praise the Lord. Just the one service or you have two services? Uh, two services, one at 10 and one at 3 p.m. Nice. And the Fijian service and the Tongan services? Yep. So those are the 3 p.m. services every Sunday. Amen. Nice. Well, there you go. Listeners, if you're here and you hear this, uh, more than welcome to prepare them visit. And also you're on Facebook? Yes. Yep. Yep. Just Facebook, not on Instagram? Uh, yep. We're on Instagram as well. Praise the Lord. Okay, Facebook and Instagram, and also with Sister Pauline, she has her own Facebook page as well, if you have mm -hmm. any other further details, but also uh, to just acknowledge Pastor Wanya as well, he has a Facebook page as well, mm -hmm. if you want to reach out to them and see um, if you're in the area and want to pay a visit to the Sunraysia Church, a Pentecostal church in the rural areas of New South Wales slash Victoria. Praise the Lord, all is welcome. Awesome, well once again Pauline, thank you so much, and to all the listeners, that have had Sister Pauline's, up, uh, Sister Pauline's testimony or, or story. Amen. How have you taken something out of it and real and showing that just as Sister Pauline, she's the everyday apostolic sharing her story for God's glory. Sister thank Pauline, you. thank you so much. Thank you and for having we'll me. And get to catch up in the near future. Amen. Thank you, Brother Cruz. All right. Take it easy, sis. No worries. God bless. God bless. Yeah. Bye.